Welcome to The Gods We Belong To, an urban fantasy noir podcast. The Gods We Belong To tells one continuous story in order, and it's important to start at the beginning. So, first timers, it's back to episode one for you. Now, my faithful friends, take a beat, take a breath, and let's check in with Alex. Chapter 12. It was clearly time to make our exit, but it's not like we could just hop through the void right there in the middle of the reception. That kind of shit gets noticed. I decided to take the lead, motioning for Odin to follow me, and headed back down the stairs to where I'd found the officiant. The hallway seemed deserted, then I heard a flush. The door to the latrine swung open, and out stumbled Cheryl Binderman, even drunker than before. She practically launched herself towards us in a highly uncoordinated burst of flailing limbs and slurred exclamations. Oh my god! It's so good to see you guys. This ceremony was amazing. So beautiful. Isn't this party just the best? I mean... Odin raised his hand clenched it into a fist, and in the blink of an eye, Cheryl went from babbling drunk to silent statue. He unclenched his fingers, gesticulating like a puppeteer working a marionette, and she lurched awkwardly down the hall, then up the stairs and out of sight. I thought you couldn't spare the concentration, I queried. No time to waste, Alex, and apparently my disguises are not as airtight as I'd thought, at least where Loki is concerned. Besides, our exit is imminent. Well, come on then. In here, I nodded towards the open lavatory. We ducked in and closed the door. The bathroom, like the rest of the building, was immaculate and finished entirely in white stone, apart from the gleaming gold fixtures. Even the toilet was marble. While Odin was busy conjuring our means of escape, I couldn't help but notice, with a mixture of amusement and resentment, that this was far nicer than my apartment. Then we were off. This, apparently, had become my life. Hiding in a bathroom with a god trying to save the world. Hello, new normal. When the darkness receded, we were back in front of Thor's farm. Before we reached the house, the front door opened and the towering thunderer emerged, hammer in hand. You two look ridiculous, he said with a snort. Take off that fucking glamour. It hurts my eyes. Odin muttered something under his breath and we were both suddenly ourselves again. With all the excitement, I'd actually forgotten the major mojo Odin had laid on me, on us. And even though it was all illusion, not real transformation... It was still a relief to look like myself again. It felt like home. That's a start, I said to Odin, as we followed his son through the front door and into a simple, spacious kitchen. But how did you figure we'd fool Loki if Thor can see through your illusions? I can't see through them, Thor said gruffly, shooting me a less than friendly look. I may not be as clever 
as Loki, but I know what I know, and I know my father's presence. No mistaking it. So the illusion feels... wrong. Dissonant. Look, I'm... I'm sorry if I... I didn't mean to insult you. I swallowed hard, trying my best to backpedal. An angry Thor was the last thing I needed right now. You lack the means to insult me, he replied coolly. But your glibness is grating. You're a creature of cunning, like my father, like Loki. Truth be told, you remind me of them both. Which, I hope, is not altogether bad, Odin interjected. You and I are kin, and Loki was once your friend. Surely the similarities are not entirely unpleasant. No, Thor allowed. They are merely familiar. I'm not surprised you gravitate to this one. He feels like family. I'd say thanks, I ventured, but I get the sense that wasn't a compliment. At least you're not an idiot. The Thunderer said, lifting a steaming mug off the counter and taking a sip. No, likely you're just the opposite. Too clever by half. Family resemblances aside, Odin interjected, this is hardly the time to conduct an in-depth psychological inventory. Loki has Michael in his grasp, and it seems he plans to do more than end him. I believe he means to sacrifice Michael. Offer him to the Void and the exiled powers of chaos therein. Thor shrugged. Loki can offer Michael to Mickey Mouse for all I care. Why lift a finger to save him? Michael's health and safety are the furthest things from my mind. But the sacrifice, that is another matter entirely. It has been many centuries, but I still remember the power of sacrifice. The things I was able to learn, to achieve through that power, were considerable. But the cost, Thor began, is not the issue, Odin barked. Not now. The point is, he continued more calmly after a deep breath, with Michael as a sacrifice, with the life force of such an ancient and powerful being, there is no limit to the damage Loki could do. Couple that with his nature and the knowledge we've squeezed from Lucifer, and it's not hard to imagine what he intends. Thor said nothing. His eyes remained fixed on his father with a mixture of mistrust and anticipation. Odin sighed. Michael's death will unleash the darkness, he said, clearly frustrated that he had to spell it out. Which is bad, right? I prompted. It is the end of everything. For a long moment, no one spoke, until finally Thor broke the silence. Fine, he said begrudgingly. We'll stop Loki. Again. But oaths aside, father, perhaps now you will finally see sense. Loki is a cancer. He must be cut out, destroyed or his malevolence will never cease to poison this world. And we will revisit that topic after we have secured the continuing existence of this world. 
old, Odin shot back. For now, we have a ritual to stop. Sounds like a plan, I said. But first, how about some clothes? I'm dying to get out of this suit. I turned to Thor. Don't suppose you have anything in my size, Sheriff? Thor snorted with what seemed like amusement and shook his head. As it happens, Alex, Odin interjected, I set a few things aside for our return. You'll find your more traditional garments in the next room. Never fear, you should be back to your usual slovenly self in no time. Thanks, I replied, then turned back to Thor. Any chance of a shower? Through there, he nodded towards the next room. I walked through the door and into a bedroom, sparse and clean. No decoration but a ram's skull on the wall and a sheepskin on the bed. My clothes were stacked on the bed next to my jacket, shoes on the floor nearby. Through another door I found a small bathroom with an old-fashioned claw-foot tub shower. I turned on the water, giving it a minute to heat up and stripped off the suit. Taking at least a little care not to ruin the fancy duds, I folded them up and tossed them on the bed. Then I shut the bathroom door and stepped into the shower. Steam filled the air, filled my lungs, and I breathed deep. It felt good, cleansing. I lingered there, standing under the shower head, letting the water wash over me. This was the first moment to myself I'd had in days, and I wanted to savor it. But there was still that whole end-of-the-world thing to deal with, so I had to keep the savoring to a minimum. After a few minutes, I hopped out, toweled off, and got into my own clothes. As I slipped on the jacket, I noticed a few joints and a lighter in the inside pocket. I eagerly grabbed for one and lit it, taking a deep, deep draw and holding it until everything started to feel friendlier. I was still exhaling smoke when I walked back into the kitchen to find Odin, already changed back into his preferred outfit, seated at the table with his son. A long, broad-bladed spear was resting against his leg. I see you found the little surprise I left in your coat, he said. I did. Thanks for that, I enthused, taking another long pull. What's with the weaponry? Where Loki is concerned, one cannot be too careful. Now are you ready to save the world, Alex? Almost, I replied, smoke trailing my words. How about a cup of coffee first? Help yourself. Thor offered, nodding towards an old-fashioned percolator sitting on the stovetop. Mugs are in the cupboard. Thanks, I said, already halfway across the room. I grabbed a plain blue mug and poured myself a cup. Where's the sugar? No sugar, Thor monotoned. Right. Milk? Try the goats. You don't host much, do you? Drink up, Alex, Odin interrupted. I've sent Hugin and Munin on ahead, and they are telling me the ceremony is about to begin. We will enter cloaked, which we already know doesn't work on Loki, I broke in between gulps of strong, dark java. That was glamour, disguise. This is different. Besides, I am confident that Loki will be otherwise occupied. The kind of ritual he is attempting is demanding, even for one such as him. If all goes well, 
he will not know of our presence until it is too late. For who? Odin smiled a sly and predatory grin. He stood spear at his side and began chanting. The air in front of us rippled and split open. Thor stood gripping his hammer and Odin motioned for us to close ranks. As the gallows god spun his incantation, the three of us were surrounded by a shimmering radiance. The void opened wide and in we went. This time was different. Odin's cloaking spell put some distance between us and the darkness, took the hard, sharp edges off the trip. I could still see and feel that radiance all around us as the darkness faded and the details of a circular chamber came into focus. This has been The Gods We Belong To, Chapter 12. The Gods We Belong To is written, performed, edited, and produced by Dan Goldstein. Theme music is I'll Drive by Daniel Birch. Additional music, The Elevator Game and Rise of the Phosphor by Daniel Birch, and The True Entity of Life by Daniel Birch and Ben Peglin. You can find Daniel online at danielbirchmusic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and help spread the word. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, post, tweet, Block a major thoroughfare with an enormous Gods We Belong To themed parade float. Five-star ratings are particularly helpful and appreciated. However you do it, thank you. You can reach the show on Twitter and Instagram at Gods We Belong To. Chapter 13 is coming in just one week. So, until then... Don't do anything Alex wouldn't do.